five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA. Scouring the world for marketing news every day. And here we go. That's just so you don't think I'm only a direct mail guy. I just know why direct mail is best. That's all. So let's start with some fun. One of the top 60 ads of all time, John West tuna. No, John West salmon. Okay. And uh... at the river mouth, the bears catch only the tastiest, most tender salmon. Which is exactly what we at John West want. John West endured the worst to bring you the best. Okay, so John West endured the worst to bring you the best. That was one of the one of the first viral commercials that got out on social media. I don't know where on social media. They said that it went viral in 2000. And uh, and it's like, okay, where, you know, what was it on? <laughs> you know, YouTube wasn't even in beta until 2005. For those of you who think the world has always existed in this current configuration. So anyway, uh, that's a lot of fun. It's from the drum. And I'm going to post the article because there was a lot of interesting background. Uh, one of the things that John West did, let's see if I can find the article here. Let's get back to the article. They had a jingle in the 60s that said, uh, that said, let's see, 1960s. It said, it's the fish that John Best rejects that makes John West the best. That was their jingle. I can't sing it because I don't know how it goes. But it's from the UK. So it was in their roots to do something a little crazy. And, you know, I think they I think they nailed it. Okay, follow-up from yesterday, James Melton. Uh, we did a call-out of James, and he connected, which is always great, uh, from Digital Commerce 360. And uh, it, we actually messaged back and forth a little bit. I'm a, kind of amazed that how few journalists are really are really in are really connected on LinkedIn because it seems like you can get to anybody on LinkedIn. I can, you know, with twelve thousand or almost thirteen thousand first level connections. Um, but they just most of them have, you know, five or six hundred first level connections, and you know they don't post much. They don't even post their own articles, which maybe they're not allowed to. I don't know. Maybe there's some ban on it journalists but anyway prime day the first day finished up with a, with a bang uh, worldwide they did something like 13 billion which surpassed the highest day ever I believe where is it here yeah no they did consumers spent 11.19 billion globally on prime day and this is from Adobe statistics from from Pat Brown at Adobe, and they keep track of some 100 million SKUs and a trillion visits to U.S. retail sites. Wow, I don't know how they do that, but they do somehow. 
Okay, toys were the most heavily discounted, followed by apparel, and then electronics. And what it proves is that everybody likes a big, a good deal. Key reason Prime Day endures is that shoppers like bargains. Although, you know, 15% off isn't all that much when you've got 10% inflation. You're just basically back to where you started. But anyway, free shipping is cited as the most important, uh, led by um, the right price at 73%. Okay, it seems like those two are connected because, you know, the way you get free shipping is you raise the price. <laughs> but if you give me the deal and the free shipping, oh, that's a big deal. So anyway, uh, John said, it, you know, it was good news, but it wasn't like a whole, uh, like, a, you know, knock it out of the park, something like that. Okay, this is an article I wanted to get to uh, the last few days by Bobby Gray. It says, data-driven marketing, which I'm all in on, you know, data-driven marketing needs artificial intelligence and machine learning. Artificial intelligence, what you find if you research the history of that term is that it means almost nothing. Machine learning does mean something. It means there's sort of an iteration and, and the machines will discover the levels of correlation between variables and sometimes the interaction and the groupings of variables. Oftentimes, though, they'll do it with, with, uh, Neural nets and things that really don't tell you what's going on. This and this is this is a picture of what's going on. All the interconnections uh, and the interrelationships of data. And what you really find is is that if you get under the covers, most data is 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 uh, is collinear, means it correlates with something else. In other words, let's say you are selling a high income product, a high a high expensive product, and uh, you find out from a from a database you send your customer file to some big data company and they tell you well um, the store they may not even know you may not even know who exactly buys it but you may be able to look at the stores that do better versus the stores that do worse because you ship the product to the stores if you're a manufacturer like P&G and they'll tell you well you do better in upscale neighborhoods or whatever based on geodemographics and you, and you say well what does that mean you say well it means High income, high education, high dwelling value, high density, uh, you know, and there's a whole bunch of them like that. And they're all, and they're all correlated. They're all similar. They, they flock together. You know, places where people don't <laughs> graduate high school have lower income, right? That's the way it is. You want to check it out. And so, and so... What they try to do is they try to sort that out with a machine. And uh, what 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 Bobby is arguing, Barbie Gray, is that now we're going to lose our third-party data. 90% of the browsers will block third-party tracking by late 2023. Now, the advantage of AI for third-party data was that third-party data was a lot of questionable data. Okay. You know, like you think about your browser data. You think about all the websites. You know, my wife will call up and say, hey, um, you know, what's on sale at the pig? Or or I was looking online. I, I tend to use, whenever I do shopping, I, I always use a, uh, a, a private browser um, that, that I erase the cookies regularly. So even if they didn't do it to me, I would already be doing it, right? I never go on Amazon without a private browser. 
I don't really want them to know everything about me. And I don't want them to have the third-party cookies embedded in my in my browser. So, and you know, any consumer can do that. But now that saves me from seeing the same item that I was merely thinking about. No interest in buying from Amazon. Just what's the price? Is it available? Is there any, you know, can I buy a starter for my motorcycle? <laughs> I'll put that in and yeah, sure, they pop up. I don't, I don't think I'm going to buy a starter. I just took it to the motorcycle place, but I want to see how much the starters were. I want to see how much the drive belt was, stuff like that. So we're getting some work done. Uh, it was purely investigation. How do you tell the investigation? How do you tell the entertainment? How do you tell the clickbait? Oops, I didn't mean to click that, but, you know, <laughs> here's what she looked like in 1973. What does she look like? You'll be shocked what she looks like now. I've done a few of those, I have to admit, you know, like uh, like Valerie Bertinelli or somebody that I had a crush on when I was in high school, you know, how does she look now? Anyway, and they usually don't even tell you. <laughs> they just put up all these other people that you vaguely remember. So anyway, third-party data was always garbage, and AI lets you sift through the garbage faster than you could by hand, right? But... Targeting and measurement are areas where lack of third-party data will be felt most strongly. Smaller audience pools, reduced permission, or reduced precision will impact how well consumers can be targeted. While measuring who has seen the ad will be complicated by the loss of both customer journey data and the ability to track user interactions on other websites and apps. Right. Okay, and that's where mail shines. Now, we don't only talk about mail, but the big problem, I was explaining this to my wife last night. I said, you know, you put an ad on the Super Bowl, so you got a 30-second spot, and it's cost you $5 million, and they tell you, you know, this is kind of the flip side of, this is sort of Twitter's argument against Elon Musk, is that when you buy an ad on the Super Bowl, somebody tells you how many people saw it. How many people were watching the Super Bowl? And it's extrapolation of extrapolation of extrapolation. You know, they gather up all the things and they take a relatively good guess, right? But you don't know if, you know, our TV might have even been on. You might even be able, we have a smart TV, you might even be able to figure out if we were on that channel and if it was running. And if you have motion sensors built into the TV, which I've read somewhere that there are, but I don't know if there are, you might even know that there's people in the room while, while the TV is on. Does that mean you know that they've seen your ad? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. How can you know that, right? You're not in my head. You don't know what I'm paying attention to, which is precious little at any given time, but always something. Okay, so big problem, even bigger problem, but because of that and a similar related problem, you know who bought. That's first-party data. That's where he's going to go. Future, the to future-proof your strategy, you want to get into first-party data. Oh, I'm not even showing you this stuff here. I'm sorry. I'm highlighting like crazy. Always can get the highlighted show notes down in the down in, at you at wdma.org. Anyway, first-party data, not third-party data, and uh, purchase history, web browsing data on there on your site, responses to direct marketing and overall engagement. The trouble is, is that you can't tell who engaged and didn't buy. You don't know the universe. You know 
essentially you know the 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 numerator but you don't know the denominator you don't know what the universe is that that was that was watching your ad that was engaged with your ad and still didn't buy because they were going to go to the shop anyway okay now you can say that ai and ml provide marketers with insight but they're missing a very profound piece of information like the salmon commercial the salmon that we don't keep is what makes our salmon the best. The fish that we don't keep makes, makes John West the best, right? We need to know what is, who is watching, engaging, and not buying. So when you get on the caption, it says, where's the fire hydrant? Not only are you telling the computer and building a labeled data set, for where's the fire hydrant, but you're also showing them where there aren't any fire hydrants. So in these pictures, there's not, and then they can compare all those pictures. Compare all the pictures where there isn't a fire hydrant with all the pictures that somebody's labeled as there being a fire hydrant. And we can start getting the characteristics of a fire hydrant in different contexts. And maybe it'll make sense, although rarely does it. And there's still, uh, there's still a long ways to go in the contextual matter of perception which is one of the biggest elements in what our brain does for us okay so mail gives you that because there's engagement no matter what no matter you know yesterday what did i get in the mail i got two pieces of mail one from the rescue mission milwaukee rescue mission and another one from another um from tall pines which is uh which is out here in the suburbs the farmers are going out of business and so you know you get suburbs you get subdivision after subdivision and this was a, a fundraising letter i didn't open them i didn't look at them i didn't even remember them but now i can bring them back to mind because i had to look at them i had to see what they were so i had engagement i did yes did i throw them away yes i threw them away sometimes i don't but i did and uh but you can figure out that you mailed me and i didn't respond now, what's the difference between somebody like me who, who was mailed and engaged and didn't respond versus someone who's mailed and engaged and did respond? That's a way different data set. And that's the piece that's missing with general advertising, with digital advertising. We can't, I mean, there's ways to fix it, but most marketers don't even know the ways to fix it. I was talking with a major, major player and you know, I said, you know, you can upload your customer file to Facebook and they will put the ad on the feed. And I said, that at least gets you closer. The problem is, is that so few people pay attention in their feed that it may not be measurable. The impact depends on how many customers you send up there and it costs more to do it. Okay. But it's not insurmountable. It's like a nickel, nickel, a nickel, a name. Okay. So. Then Bobby is selling an audience engine, which sounds like another name for a marketing database that we were selling in the late 80s, early 90s. And so ML on top of an audience engine is the way to go. And then you can hyper-target audience segments. And so, you know, he started using big words that aren't well-defined, a new paradigm. Right, new paradigm. Looks like the same old thing to me. And so here's, and here's his conclusion. Once 
Once that individual capacity is built and driving incremental marketing effectiveness, the profit can be rec- the process can be replicated with other customer data points or modeling approaches. These act as individual building blocks in the audience engine and ultimately mean that a customer data platform won't be needed. I looked that up on on reading level and it was 12th grade on gunning fog, but it was 19 years of education. Post-college graduate, really up into the Ph.D. level to make sense of that sentence. So, Bobby, let's talk straight to to people, okay? Yes, there's things that ML can do, but without a latable data set, it's not going to help you much, okay? So, the two takeaways, use use transaction-level data, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, and second... ML can help you, and we're going to talk about exactly case studies of the kind of lift you can get from from uh, from machine learning, customer segmentation versus um, you know traditional RFM type customer segmentation. So so anyway, so anyway, have a great day. If you have questions about modeling, if you have questions about how this stuff works out into the real world and what it would take to get your company going down this path with transaction level data, I encourage you to give us a call. Join the WDMA first and then give me a call. (laughs) And that shows us some financial love. Have a great day. Bye-bye.